0: What What is up, guys? This is Andrew and Alyssa, and you're you're listening listening to Side by Side 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 Podcast.
1: This week, we are studying Genesis chapters 1 through 5. Last episode, we read through it all, so if you haven't listened to it, make sure you do that before listening to today's. So, diving straight into Genesis 1, that's the account of creation. Do you want to kick us off? Andrew, what were your thoughts after reading through it?
0: I had a few thoughts on the, the chapter in general. Right, I think one of the first points that kind of stick out to me is the Spirit of God is there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It kind of signifies the Trinity. Right. And I think that's a pretty significant way to start off the whole Bible mm-hmm. is by announcing that the Spirit is there as well. Right. So uh, I think a
1: lot of times people tend to overlook that because we just chalk up the Holy Spirit to when in Acts in the New Testament— Everyone was baptized in the Spirit, started speaking in tongues. And we forget that the Spirit was there in creation, hovering over the water. And it was there with God when he was creating it all.
0: Right, right.
1: We also see that in verse 26 when he says, let us make mankind in our image. By saying our, he's referring to the fact that it wasn't just him that created everything. It was the Trinity and that the Spirit was there and that... The son was there and the father.
0: Yeah, you're right that we were made in his own image. I think that's a very significant part. And it shows that he wasn't alone in the making of creation. And it gives us that reassurance that we are awesome because we were made in his image. But not even just us. Like, right. The whole universe itself is made in his own image, which he says is very good. Right. By day six, he's like, this is very good. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Ah, oh, this is good. This day is good. <laughs> when he got to that sixth day, he knew it was very good and what he had done.
1: Right, right. So. Yeah, very, very good. Also, the everything about being made in his image, I mean, obviously that's not like physical. Like, We weren't made to have God's, God's eyes and nose and smile and everything, but we were made to be reflections of him and to try our best to be that mirror and show show people his love and just how good he is and try our very hardest. <laughs> we're not always successful <laughs> right. because we're human, but yeah. to try our hardest to be a good reflection of him and just show how awesome he is and that he created us to try to be as awesome as he is.
0: And just kind of to segue that into chapter 2, the seventh day, you began to rest. And I think that's just really, just like a, I don't know, more of like a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure you're taking time to rest. Right. Because life's not, life's not easy. And if you're working or you're doing everything throughout the week, and you're just not settling down and having time to just like mentally reset and like yeah, rest. Like, I think it's pretty crazy to think, like, the God of the universe took his seventh day to rest. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, especially in today's society, everything's so go, go, go. You know, we have little things taking our attention that light up and make sounds. And we push different buttons, and (laughs) they're always grabbing our attention. And, yeah, it's a really awesome reminder just to take that time to rest and to regenerate and just sit with God and sit in communion with Him. And it doesn't have to be all quiet time, but it can just be however you feel fit to pretty much go on a date with God. I met someone, when was it, a couple days ago, that, oh no, it was one of our girls from our church. She was saying that her pastor at college talked about how They always want to go, when they're studying Scripture and they're reading their Bible, it's a date, and it's not one that God sets, but it's one that they set for their own spiritual hunger to fill themselves, and they're not studying to preach and studying to make anecdotes off of, but they're there for a date, and they're there there to learn and really just study and get down and know God better.
0: I really like her point on that, Mm -hmm. with it being a relationship other than... Like, going on a date with God. Right. Rather than it being, like, God just telling us what to do in the Bible. So, I think that was really... Her point was really sweet there. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of relationships along with God, my favorite verse in the Bible is Genesis two eighteen. I said that last week, but it just doesn't get old. <laughs> it is not good for man to be alone. And... I think that is something that just fills my heart with joy. A lot of people liked your little our little rib banter, <laughs> <laughs> which was very surprising. That was mentioned to us a couple of times. Yeah.
1: But. Hey, I promise I will take care of your rib. <laughs> we're gonna get t-shirts on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one if you day. want, if you want a rib t-shirt, leave a like or leave a comment, please. <laughs> Out here marketing, we're just doing this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but one day. <laughs> But it's not good for man to be alone. And I think it's just really significant to know that you have a perfect partner out there. Someone that God has designed for you specifically. And that kind of like makes me question like soulmates.
1: Really? How so?
0: Like, do you think soulmates are a thing?
1: I don't know. I think that there's different people that can come in at different times that help build you up and kind of help heal you along the way. I don't know if, I don't know. Because I feel like there's
0: two ways to look at it. Right. There's either, like, you're fully into, like, I have a soulmate, I have somebody that loves me for me. Right. And then I also feel like there's, like, people who are, like, no, you just grow to love somebody.
1: Right. I feel like that, at least for me, to think that there's, like, one specific person out there for me, that's a whole lot of pressure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm what if really, you miss your opportunity? Right. Like, like, yeah.
1: I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on me or to put on someone. I think that, like, as you grow and as you go, God brings someone into your path, you know, like he did with us when we kind of reconnected. We weren't, <laughs> neither of us were in the position to seek out a relationship. Oh, percent Really. No. I know. I definitely wasn't.
0: No. As much as I wanted you, <laughs> no, I definitely shouldn't have been. A, I wasn't in the right place too.
1: But then you grew. Exactly. To
0: be. Yeah. We just completely went on a side trail. But to bring it back, I do think that we do have somebody God has put aside for us. Right. I don't know if I want to put a label on it, like a soulmate.
1: Right, or if it's just one person. But
0: exactly, because I feel like you can grow to love somebody no matter what. But um.
1: but he definitely did that with, with Adam and Eve, allowing them to be part of each other and just to grow together. And I, kn- I know last week or two weeks ago, we mentioned that we were wondering how long Adam and Eve knew each other and how much they kind of grew to know each other. But another thing that I kind of pointed out of chapter two that I guess I've looked over in the past, and we were just talking about how We didn't know that they were two separate trees, but the fact that there's a tree of life and there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because Mm -hmm. God created mankind in chapter one, but then he breathed life into them in chapter two. And that's when the tree of life came into play. But he also put the tree of knowledge of good and evil there pretty much just to test them, I guess, just to tell them, you know, you can have any tree in the garden, specifically this tree of life, continue to eat from it, continue to... Grow from it, but just avoid this tree. And I think that that's really cool that he had two specific symbolic trees, I guess, just to give them that choice, which puts us into chapter three, which is the fall.
0: And I think I kind of want to just kind of talk about Adam and Eve, like what they had. Mm-hmm. I think that makes me want to th- like talk about what Adam and Eve had in the garden. Right. Like just think like the perfect little farmhouse is what I was what I picture at least. <laughs> it doesn't say that in the Bible, but like that's what I picture when I think of the Garden of Eden. Um is like this absolutely like perfect scenario. And you're right. walking alongside God is like you're literally your next door neighbor. Yeah. Heaven on like, earth literally literally perfect like in the middle of a field with tons of garden around and yet they gave that up for knowledge of good and evil yeah because she was tempted and he was tempted by Eve Mm -hmm. so I think that is something to really reflect on too
1: right I mean and the fact that Eve even was tempted I've had conversations with people before that are like, well, why would God allow this, or let this happen, or why are we even tempted by this? But I think that it makes it all the more real of us being able to be tempted, of us being able to have the choice to or to not be obedient, just like Adam and Eve had. I mean, they lived in perfection and heaven on earth, like we just said, and yet they were still able to be tempted.
0: Yeah, and they, like, still messed up along right. the way. right. Like- it just shows that we as humans have a freedom of choice, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we really got to focus on in this. And but we also make mistakes, right? And our
1: obedience d- isn't empty, right. or something right. that goes with our obedience that makes it strong and that makes it real.
0: Yes, and our obedience is something that God craves.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the coolest thing is that. Just like Adam and Eve, I mean, our obedience isn't empty. There's there's some meat to it, and there's something there to make it real, you know, just like that's what God craves is our obedience. And so to see that from Adam and Eve and them being able to have that choice.
0: Yeah, that choice to either do what is right, mm-hmm. listen to God, or what they did. And I like the f- the part where we talked about it last week, where Eve just kind of, or Adam just threw Eve right under the bus. Yeah, because it talked about in the last chapter where he was like, the, "This is now bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh, and she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man." And I know you pointed on that that part, like, mm-hmm. "Wow," but that still gives two human errors right? in that, because first Eve sinned with her choice, and Adam also sinned with his choice.
1: That's right. Yeah, it wasn't just one ultimate choice. There was two of them there.
0: Yep. I think that's something I've just come to realize. Like, they both made the choice to sin. Right. Or be disobedient Mm -hmm. in other terms, but...
1: And we were, I had just asked him when we were kind of studying and looking over all of this, I said, I wonder if they hid simply just because they were naked or if they also hid because just like a, like a child, you know, when they do something bad and they don't want to look their parents in the face, that's how Adam and Eve felt. It was probably a little bit of both, but if they just didn't, they didn't want to look God in the face because they knew that they messed up, they had this whole big realization and... They knew that what they did wasn't right, and so they just wanted to hide from him and hide in shame of their actions.
0: Yep. I think that is a good thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Just one of those questions that you just want to ask. We'll just move on into four with what anger can lead to. Yeah. This is the story of Cain and Abel.
1: Who are the boys of Adam and Eve. It's after God said that he's going to make... Eve's childbearing, painful, and difficult. She then gave birth to
0: two boys. Abel and Cain. Cain came first and then Abel. Yes. But I think the big takeaway from this of Cain is his anger for being rejected or put apart. God didn't look on his sacrifice as well as he looked on Abel's. Right. He saw favor in Abel's.
1: Well, and Abel gave all that he had. He brought the fat portions and the firstborn of his flock. Meanwhile, Cain was just kind of given what what he wanted to. Yeah. He wasn't giving out of necessity. He was giving just whatever.
0: Yeah, it wasn't his best. Right. And that also talks about how after he killed Abel, when God came to him, he was like, where's your brother Abel? He says, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? I think this is, like, just a cool thing to think about, that God is all-knowing, and he's omnipresent. Right. Like, he straight-up knew Cain killed Abel.
1: And oh, absolutely.
0: Cain didn't, Cain didn't tell anybody. No. But God knew. Mm-hmm. Like, God knows our sins and what we do We nobody's there. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's just a thing to always keep in our mind. Right. It's like, God's there. God right. knows like we will be judged one day mm-hmm. on our sins. and But even with Cain being the worst of the worst, doing the worst of the worst, murdering his own brother. Right. You mentioned that God protected him still mm-hmm. through that. Do you have anything else to add about that?
1: I think that's just encouraging. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cain did the worst of the worst, and God knew him inside and out. He knew why, why he did it. He knew of his jealousy. He knew that he wasn't giving all that he had to offer. And it would have been so easy just for God to get rid of Cain too. And be like, "This is you're going to suffer like your brother Abel. The, what you did to your brother is going to be done unto you as well. I mean, because Adam and Eve ended up later having another son named Seth. And so it's not like he was the last one well, yeah, no. of Adam and Eve. And, but yeah, God still protected him and he said you know you messed up but I'm going to protect you and no one's going to be able to hurt you otherwise they're going to receive punishment seven times over and I promise I will protect you you're going to have a hard time and it's not going to be easy but I promise I will protect you I think that's just really encouraging I mean not that I've killed anyone but (laughs) just I know that whatever I do I'm not too far away from the grace of God and that it'll always show up and it'll always be there and that love will just continue to wrap around me.
0: Always. And then just to talk about Lamech to set us up for the next chapter of Genealogies. Oh boy. um, I like to talk about Lamech and how bad he was and how he was the first polygamist Mm -hmm. having multiple wives And he says this little thing to his wives, but it's verse 24 of chapter 4. He says, if Cain is avenged seven times, Lamech 77 times. And I think I literally just got what that means in my head. Uh, He is seven times worse than Cain. Because of what Cain did, he killed his brother and he'd been punished. And so 77 times, which means he'll be, if he gets killed Mm -hmm. or avenged, the punishment for that person will be 77 times worse.
1: Oh, so it was almost kind of prideful. Yeah. Oh, he is a bad dude.
0: He's a really bad dude. But we got to discuss some genealogies now. <laughs> and there's something some I realized when we read last week about this Lamech dude. But it's at the very end of the genealogies, so we'll save that for later. But I had a question.
1: I hope I have an answer
0: why were <laughs> they living so long?
1: That is a good question. So, I have a I have a study Bible, I have the Life Bible and it's awesome. We both have it. His is NLT, mine is NIV. So it makes for really good studying, but it says in here, it talks about a couple reasons as to why they might have lived longer. Pretty much all of them encompass the fact that there wasn't a lot of people on the world, and so the longer they lived, the more they could populate and, quote, fill up the world, I guess. But if you look back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 7, it says, That there was water above the vault. And so that water was still up there. So it hadn't yet rained. And with rain can come diseases and illnesses and whatnot. And I mean also plenty for food and everything. But it hadn't rained yet. So there was no floods, no illness, no sickness. And the people there were relatively still pure, still clean. And they hadn't been exposed to things like that yet. And so that just has to add on to why they were living 700 800 900 years and the water that was above the vault shielded them from the sun and the what does it say the harmful cosmic rays and it shielded them from envi- environmental factors that could have hasted their aging and so that's why but it's crazy i can't even imagine living 900 years <laughs> like my 20 years have felt a little long
0: yeah but i feel like it's getting quicker
1: oh yeah i don't want them to go quicker
0: but yeah now like, that i'm old i'm like oh man <laughs> Can I go back to being like in my teens, and back in high school, which I never. Oh, I'd
1: rather be back to being like eight years old. Oh, Life's so 100%. easy. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: it'd be like speed running life. Is what it feels like now. Right. But
1: yeah, just I can't even imagine that. But talking about my study Bible, if you remember last week, Andrew told his theory about how Mephibosheth was it? No, Ena. Methuselah. Methuselah. Oh. Methuselah was not actually the one who lived the longest. He said that he thinks it's Enoch because Enoch never actually died. He walked faithfully with God until he was taken then he was from. no more. God took him away. Yep. And my study Bible literally says that. It says that Enoch Ooh, cool. was the longest living man because he never died. God took him away. It's so cool. Yeah, we discovered that today. And Andrew was very happy with himself. My
0: theory was <laughs> wrong. And then, so I said, I said we would talk about it later. So now is later. Lamech. That really, really, really bad dude that we just learned about. The polygamous had multiple lives and...
1: Prideful as ever.
0: Prideful in being a bad dude is Noah's dad. Phew. The man who built the ark who walks faithfully with God.
1: Yeah, the only one who was allowed to live. Like, the only one whose family was allowed to live. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Woo,
0: shh. He was Noah's dad, that really bad dude. That's just crazy to think. But it kind of that kind of makes me excited. Yeah, like, this really, really bad dude is Noah's dad, but Noah walked faithfully. Right. Which means, like, no matter where you're coming from, mm-hmm. whoever your parents are, whoever's influencing you, like, you can still walk faithfully with God.
1: Right, absolutely. Yeah, you're not tied down to your family lines or to your friends or anything like that because no matter where they're at in their walk, you can still... Grow and you can still walk faithfully with God. Mm -hmm. There's a, let's see, there's a song by Casting Crowns called Crazy People. I don't know if you have heard it, but we're not sponsored or anything, but I definitely recommend giving it a listen because it talks about how we need more crazy people like in today's life because had you seen people like Lamech and Adam and Eve and like all these people who did all these great things, like you would have thought they were crazy. Like if they did things like this today, and then like claimed they're walking faithfully with God.
0: Oh like, yeah. You would
1: have thought they were crazy. And how we need more, more crazy people, in today's, in today's world, in today's society. Crazy people for Jesus. Let me rephrase that. Crazy people okay. for Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think we need any more lamex. No, anything. no,
1: not lamex, but people like Noah who are willing to step out of their family ties and the what's tying them down and just really
0: i can see that
1: chase after god and be be a crazy person for jesus yeah
0: (laughs) also i just noticed that lamech lived a total of 777 years years that's just kind of cool there's a lot of sevens yeah he was talking about being 77 times and
1: Oh, yeah.
0: No, he's 777 That is kind of cool. I don't know. I was just... I just seen the numbers.
1: (laughs) It is really interesting. That's so cool.
0: So just to wrap everything back into this whole chapter, the five chapters that we read, I would just like to do a little summary. Genesis 1, we talk about the creation of the first six days and how we are made in God's image and how the spirit is there from the beginning. It's like a into the trinity and then genesis 2 is when man is made and then later on woman woman is made from the man's rib and we see the tree of knowledge and good and evil coming into chapter 3 where they make the the dreadful choice to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and I'm throwing Eve under that bus. Yeah. <laughs> even though they both made that bad choice. And then chapter four talks about Cain and Abel and the story of Cain killing him and just the things that we can see in that, that God is an all knowing God. And we also learn about Noah's dad Lamech for the first time in that that chapter. And that brings us to the genealogies of chapter True. five, where we are living. Why we talked about how they were living such a long life, and um, how I was right about my theory <laughs> of Enoch being the longest living person. It may not be right, but somebody who wrote that agrees with me. And then how Lamech is Noah's dad. We learn about the genealogy to Noah. And, but. That's just to summarize the first five chapters. Um, Alyssa, will you pray to just kind of wrap everything up?
1: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, God, you are so good. You just, from the beginning, from Genesis chapter 1, when the Spirit was just hovering over the waters, God, you were there, and you formed us with intention intentionality, God. I just pray that as we... Continue to dive into your word and listen in and tune in that you bless Andrew and I that you just keep giving us the right words to say and just bless our time that we're spending and study with you, God, and bless each of the listeners that as we go into this weekend and this week that you just love on them and encourage them and remind them that they can never go too far, that your your grace will stretch out and your grace is enough for them, Father. Um, I, pray, I pray that you just continue to be with us and love us. And that we just continue to serve and love you. God, we thank you, we praise you, we love you. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Check back in Friday, July 8th at 8 a.m. where we go farther into Genesis. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And share with your friends and family. This This has has been been Side by by Side with with Andrew Andrew and and Alyssa. Alyssa. Love you you guys. guys.